Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Lou, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors mercifully got their first win of the season with a 100-83 win. Over the New York Knicks, the Raptors are now 1-3 and three on the year. And, um, yeah, first off, let's start with, before we go into the game, the game itself, whatever, they won, but, you know, it, I mean, the Knicks shot 3 of 36 from 3. Uh, if you can't beat a team shooting 3 of 36, you might need to be relegated to the G League. Um, but let's start with before the game. So there's a surprise announcement where the Raptors, you know, they had Nick Nurse speak before the game. Typical, an hour and a half before the game. He spe- uh, doesn't say anything. Okay, there's nothing notable. Just like, we got to get a win, this, this, this. And then, um, then it was shortly announced that Pascal Siakam was not going to play in tonight's game. There was some speculation. It was like, oh my goodness. Are, is he going to be trading for James Harden right now? Is, uh, you know, is he hurt? Is it, you know, it's a COVID. What, what's going on? And then what it turns out was that it was a disciplinary measure because the Raptors, um, you know, decided to take action against Pascal after Pascal walked off, um, you know, after the Sixers win. I, you know, if you go back to that podcast, I explained the situation in a little bit more detail. But, you know, the man commits five fouls in the last seven minutes, fouls out in the fourth quarter, and then walks straight down the tunnel, doesn't watch the rest of the game. I mean, I get it. Raptors going to lose, but it was a five-point game with 26 seconds left. The least you can do is just stick it out there, go together with your teammates. You know, that's something that um, you should be doing as a leader. And honestly, what we don't know is what the rest of that reaction was because you got to imagine he was pissed. Um, and I have no idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm in Toronto and in, 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 in my office, and they're you know three hours away. So I have absolutely no idea what happened in that locker room. But uh, if there's anything else that happened. But yeah, the Raptors made that announcement. They made that call after the game. Nick Nurse explained, um, you know, the Raptors' position. They, Nick said, quote, there's a certain way we want to do things here. And everybody has to be a part of that. And that's what, um, you know, Nick was trying to say to Pascal with that benching. Um, you know, it was surprising, I guess. And I guess... We will see where the Raptors land in terms of what they get from Pascal. We'll see how Pascal receives it. For his part, he was on the bench. He was there in street clothes. He, you know, didn't seem like he was he wasn't pouting and didn't have his you know uh, arms crossed or anything like that. He was cheering on his teammates. You know, you know, dapping them up as he came back to the huddle. So. From that perspective, I didn't think he was too much. You know, I, I don't think Pascal has been a guy who has. I mean, he's been on his. He's been an absolute perfect, um, 
he's on his he's behavior wise like you know i mean first of all they're adults so you don't need to talk about them like this is like kindergarten but like i just mean like you know pascal's never gotten into trouble at all right it doesn't pick up text even basically so um yeah we'll see how he responds to it my my thinking is he will respond well and you know this is something they could just leave in the past you know they didn't actually they could have suspended Pascal for a game but they didn't and you know technically they did because they didn't play him tonight even though he was healthy but when you do suspend someone you actually take away their game check for the game so that you know Pascal still they, they kind of went with a half measure um they sent Pascal the message but didn't necessarily hit his wallet which I think you know it does matter here and yeah that's that's what happened so no Pascal the Raptors started Norman Powell in uh, in Pascal's place. They uh, Norman played three, Pascal, uh, OG played four, Baines of the five, and honestly, honestly, we saw some ugly basketball. Um, you know, it was. I would not say this was you know what uh, Doctor James Naismith was envisioning, or maybe honestly, this probably looked like the the game of basketball in the eighteen hundreds because <laughs> the Knicks were shooting the ball. Like you know, uh, the Knickerbockers would have when they last won the championship in the 1960s. Like it was, it was ugly. Like I said, they shot three of 36 from three. Their entire starting lineup. This is what they shot from three: Julius Randle, 0 for four from three; Reggie Bullock, who is their shooter, their go-to shooter with the starting lineup, 0 for nine from three; Alfred Payton, not really a shooter, but he is a point guard. 0 for 2 from 3. And then R.J. Barrett, you know, look, you know, we R.J., you know, obviously, you know, from Mississauga, we're all rooting for this guy, everything like that. Seems like a really, really nice kid. Um, 0 for 8 from 3. I believe he's now missed his last 20-plus 3-pointers on the season. So their entire starting 5 shot 0 for 23 from 3. So, you know, that's bad. I mean, they honestly, the Knicks tonight made as many threes as Alex Len did. Alex Len made as many threes as the entire Knicks team. So, that was bad basketball. But the Raptors are honestly matching their bad basketball. The fact that the Raptors and went into halftime down two is so sad. Because the halftime score was... Oh, actually, no, they were not down two. They were, they were tied. But they, they, they were tied <laughs> 42 all at halftime in the modern NBA Knicks obviously could hit threes. The Raptors just offensively were in a mess. Nick continues to tinker and adjust with his rotation. He keeps putting new pieces in and out. Today, obviously, without Pascal, you know, you have to sort of really, really shake things up because he's someone that usually plays like 36 minutes. Um, And, of course, he plays a position that is hard to replace because the Raptors don't have a lot of forwards. But, you know, we saw Stanley Johnson get another run tonight. Wasn't nearly as effective as he was in the first game. So Alex Len come into the lineup again. You saw Utah Watanabe come in and actually play some rotation minutes. Uh, you saw Terrence Davis come in and give them minutes. Um, which, by the way, as many people have pointed out, man, um, you know, the fact that Pascal got disciplined for what he did, uh, which is, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't necessarily disagree with it. It's fine. If that's what they choose to do, that's fine. But the fact that they did that and Terrence just continues to play, even though there's an ongoing investigation, for something that is way, way more serious since going to the bench, you know, it, it, there is, I mean, I understand it's a different policy, MBPA and everything like that, and the NBA, they have a joint policy. It's just weird, all right? It's a very, very weird situation, and it's uh, you have to go through some real mental gymnastics to uh, to, to, to sort of accept both uh, options. Um, but yeah, you know, TD got some minutes as well. The, the Raptors really shuffled their lineup. 
Um, they played pretty much all three centers, equal minutes. Baines played 15. Uh, Boucher played 24, so I, that's not really equal. But, you know, Boucher played. He also played some uh, as much four as he did uh, what, play five. Played Alex Lynn as well. And so, you know, Nick is really searching here. He's really searching. He didn't play Matt Thomas at all, even though he kind of committed to Matt as the, the eighth man. Maybe all that's out the window. Listen, when you're 0-3 this other season, you got to try some stuff. And the Raptors tried, you know, a lot of stuff. They didn't try some notable things like Malachi Flynn, who only checked in at the end of the game to play three minutes of garbage time, missed a three, you know, nothing really there to look at. But, um, and of course, they didn't try Paul Watson. But, uh, you know, Nick is Nick is searching, man. He's, he's really searching. And, um, you know... It, you know, you, at least you got to give him credit. He he did come through with a win. You know, I mean, I I, I think, yeah, it's disappointing to watch the product, um, you know, it, it being as bad as it was. You know, you would expect uh, maybe a little bit better of a result. I think if you had higher standards, you would have, or if you have any standards, you would expect to uh, beat the Knicks quite easily. And I guess the Raptors did beat the Knicks quite easily. So, you know, it's okay. But, yeah, no, seriously, the middle course of the game was really bad. There was one stretch where... Um, the Raptors fed it to Chris Boucher for a layup. He missed it. Then Kyle Lowry snuck in for the rebound, threw a bounce pass to Alex Len, who was cutting in. Uh, Len tried to go up and dunk it, blocked at the rim by Norris Noel. The Knicks go the other way, fast break. Kevin Knox, former lottery pick, wide open in the corner for a three, air ball. Um, that was like, it was like a string of those kinds of possessions throughout the course of the night. It, it honestly set basketball back a little bit tonight. But um, listen, a win is a win, man. The win, a win is a win. And they, the Raptors got the win. One thing that I think the Raptors did really smartly was, one, put a lot of size on the floor. Um, the Knicks are so far in the season. So first off, they're 2-2. Two and two. They had actually beaten the Bucks before this, right? And they had actually smacked the Bucks, which is pretty hilarious. But, um, you know, what the Knicks do have is a lot of size that they could hurt you with, right? Julius Randle is a guy who can get into the paint and do some damage. Um, he just he just came off a game where he had a triple-double. Today, 16 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, but shot 5 of 12 from the field, 0 of 4 from 3. Um, you know, wasn't that wasn't that effective, quite honestly. Um, you look at Alfred Payton's a guy who can get to the basket. Uh, R.J. Barrett's a guy who can get to the basket. Mitchell Robinson's a guy who can't really get to the basket, but he's a lob threat. For sure, just like Norman Stowell is a lob threat. So they have size. That's the only thing the Knicks maybe have going for them is a lot of size. I mean, that's what happens when you sign so many power forwards. Um, and so what the Raptors did was obviously no Pascal today, so that hurts your size a little bit because of the fact that you don't have P. But what you did uh, see from the Raptors was Nick putting as much size as possible on the floor. Very similar to that Sixers game in terms of you saw Alex Len out there. You saw... Uh, Len and Boucher out there. That's a new little wrinkle there. The, them playing the four and five together. I don't know if offensively that really works, but whatever. Um, sure, that's something you could do. Um, you know, you had OG out there with Baines. Obviously, that's the regular standard combo. Um, but, you know, Stanley Johnson got into the lineup again. Stanley and OG, the two of them playing together sometimes, creates a lot of size at the three and four positions collectively. So um, the Raptors played big. And then, in addition to playing big, what the Raptors decided was, in pretty much the end of the third quarter and the fourth quarter, let's just play zone against this team. Yeah, our zone doesn't look that good right now because we're just we barely practiced and everything like that. But let's play their zone because the Knicks can't shoot at all. And yeah, that's what it looked like. I you know, in ten things, uh, I described it as 
it looked like a high school team, like because you're just packing the paint and forcing another team to shoot threes, and they just can't make anything. Like I said, man, the Knicks starting five didn't make a single three, and the Knicks as a whole shot made as many threes as Alex Len did. So uh, when they shoot three of thirty six, pack the paint, you know, by all means. And the Raptors were able to do that. They were able to get out in the fast break, and honestly, the Raptors played some pretty good offense in the fourth quarter. You know, I think Fred really, really had some very impressive shots throughout the night. Norm, you know. He responded well to the start, and he he was he was fine. He wasn't great, but he was fine. Kyle played a you know made some really really great plays in the fourth quarter, and honestly Boucher, you know he had a honestly an adventurous night overall. Some some spectacular misses and uh, um, yeah, just getting bodied a few times. But uh, he made some really really great plays in the fourth quarter and was instrumental because the Raptors had an eleven nothing run. Kyle during that run was. Uh, screaming at the Knicks bench after uh, driving in and creating a uh, a layup for Chris Boucher and and one Kyle was screaming and one at the Knicks bench uh, and then Boucher missed the, the free throw and Kyle actually collected the offensive rebound um, then kicked it out to Fred who hit a three and that was an eleven nothing run and after that three by Fred Kyle turned once again to the Knicks bench which. Is hilarious to me. I'm like, you know, you could tell Kyle's frustrated. It's not about the Knicks. It's not about the Knicks bench. Kyle just wants to get a win, man. He's such a fiery competitor, and yeah, he'll 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 scream at whoever's on the Knicks bench, man. Uh, Theo Pinson, you're you're gonna get screamed at. You know, uh, Iggy Brasdikas, you're getting screamed at, man. Kevin Knox, you're getting screamed at because you know that's that's Kyle Lowry, and he's uh, upset. 0-3. He called this nearly a must win, and the Raptors went out and played like it, and they, and they got the win. So good for them. Again, I don't think this necessarily fixes any issues because you can't extrapolate too much from in a game where the opposing team shoots 3 of 36 from 3. The Raptors essentially beat down on the Westchester Knicks today, and there's not too much to really celebrate. But having said that, you need something to start, you know, just get the ball rolling. And the Raptors snapped their 0-3 start. They got the win. If they had lost, all hell would have broken loose. New Year's Eve would have been pretty more terrible than it already is, to be honest, because you can't go anywhere right now. And please don't go anywhere. But, um, you know, you know the Raptors, they got the win. And, you know, we can we can relax a little bit, I think. As fans, we can get a little bit of respite from the last few days of just, like, nonstop fretting and worrying uh, and agonizing. And, you know, you can look at some of the positives. And, honestly, there were some positives today. I think Norm, first off, he had the best game of the season so far for him. First three games, he was 4 of 23 from the field, was a minus in every single one of those games. Every single time Norm came in, the Raptors lost the lead. It was (laughs) like clockwork. Um, Today, in the starting five, just as he did last season, whenever Norm played with the starters last season, Norm was in a different player. Uh, Because if you look at Norm's year last year, yeah, you'd say, yeah, he was pretty good. He should have been one of the six men of the year because of what he did for the Raptors off the bench. But that's really not what happened. If you look at the splits from last season, where obviously Norm had a career year, in the games where he started, and he started 26 games because, you know, um, Kyle was missing some time, then Fred was missing some time. As a starter last year, Norm averaged 18.7 points, 3.7 rebounds, 2.2 assists. He had an offensive rating of 121. He shot the ball 52% from the field, 44% from the three, 82% from the free throw line, 65 true shooting percentage. Uh, very, very efficient. And then when he played off the bench, 
13 points, 3.6 rebounds. Uh, true shooting dropped to 58.7. So good, but not not nearly as elite as it was with the starters. 46% from the field, 34% from three. So that's a 6 percentage point drop in field goal percentage and 10 percentage drop in the three-point percentage for Norm off the bench. And that's the thing. Norm off the bench has never really been nearly... He's not a Lou Williams kind of guy who can come in and just carry your bench unit, mostly because I don't think he can create offense, and also he's kind of bad defensively. Um, but when he plays with the starters and people can set him up to finish, he's much better. Like, I thought Norm started the game off really strong. You know, he had... Um, he started the game with uh, a layup right down the, the, the heart of the Knicks defense, and then he had another layup, and, you know, you could just tell that Norm was finding his confidence, finding his rhythm. Yeah, he still made some boneheaded plays, like... Um, he tried a behind-the-back pass in transition to, forget who, Baines or Alex Len. I forget one. I mean, it, it went nowhere. It went absolutely nowhere. First off, I don't think I've recalled Norm ever making a successful behind-the-back pass. And B, neither Baines nor Len seem to have good hands, so definitely don't be trying to throw them those circus passes. So that was a little bit, you know, that was that was the, the your, your Norm moment of the game. Honestly, that's got to replace the KFC bucket of the game. It's just be Norm moment of the game but yeah norm was solid today man he was solid he didn't hit the three i think we're all waiting for that to come on because if he could hit those threes that could really balance out his production uh and he's getting good looks those will drop eventually but yeah i mean norm looked good he was athletic he uh created um not like credit he finished well you know when the ball swung to him he can attack off the dribble um getting to the paint you know using his uh athleticism there and Norm had a what what I would consider an average game for Norm. Hopefully, he can do this on a much more consistent basis. Maybe not in seventeen a game, but like you know something because what he gave them before this was just absolutely nothing. So I thought Norm started well. Nick said after the game, "Yeah, he might consider having Norm in the starting five a couple of times. It's just a question of who you take out." I don't really know because I don't really think he deserves to start over any of the five guys. But it's clear that when Norm does start, he does give the Raptors something. Uh, or at least he personally plays better. So, and this is a trend that not only you know happened today, and uh, you know it, it has history. Like it happened last year. So, Norm was good. I'm very happy for him. Um, Fred, I thought Fred was awesome. He hit an assortment of difficult, difficult jumpers. Uh, one, you know, he hit a arcing pull up jumper from the free throw line um, off a high pick and roll. That's a shot that I definitely want to see more from Fred because that's where a lot of the space is going to be. Um, I, you know, there was a baseline drive where Fred stopped in a dime and shot this like high arcing rainbow jumper over Julius Randle. I swear the ball traveled like over the backboard and like, uh, like you know, the height of the backboard and, and dropped in. And then, you know, another shot against Randle one on one. It's a three-point game in the fourth quarter. Step back, lace shot clock situation. Bang, hits the three, doubles the lead. Um, Fred was awesome today, man. Fred, you know, 25 points, five rebounds, seven assists, a steal, a block, 9 of 19 from the field, 4 of 9. You got a shot block a couple times, you know, whatever. But, you know, Fred was, was really good. And, you know, to think the Knicks wanted to chase Fred in the offseason, or at least they were rumored. Remember we were talking about, oh, my God, what the Knicks give Fred $30 million? Um, they did not do that. Instead, they re-signed Alfred Payton, and um, and Austin. They signed Austin Rivers after uh, the you know 
Doc Rivers on the Sixers told Austin, um, "Yeah, don't play for me. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want you, son. <laughs> Go play for the Knicks." And yeah, that's who they have at point guard. So of course, Fred would really be a big help to the Knicks. I don't know if it necessarily changes anything fundamentally for the Knicks, but they do need someone like Fred um, so badly because look at them tonight, man. Like look at them three of thirty six from three. You know, you maybe could have used, uh, you know, a guy who, you know. Shot threes at a fifty percent clip against the Bucks and the uh, against the Bucks and the uh, the Warriors. You know, maybe I don't know, but yeah, Fred was great today. Fred was really really good. Kyle obviously really competitive, really set the tone, created so much for his teammates. Uh, played extremely hard. Honestly, Kyle cared about this game more than anybody else cared about this game. And honestly, caring is that's a big lesson. Caring is a, a big part of the battle. If you if you care. Um, more than your opponents, you're probably going to win. And Kyle has always cared more than they bought than the opponents. Um, yeah, it's, and Kyle, it sucks that he had to play 37 minutes, but listen, they needed the win. They they got the win. And yeah, we can worry about it in another day. But from the means in the meantime, just appreciate the fact that we had Kyle Lowry and he is as productive as he is. He's as competitive as he is. You know, a lot of stars. We see a lot of stars check out nowadays, man. Stars check out over a lot of stuff. You know, Kyle never does that. Kyle never does that. So I appreciate Kyle. Very thankful for Kyle. It just gave Kyle the uh, 2020 Player of the Year, Raptors Player of the Year, as heard on the uh, 2020 Year in Review podcast that I just did with Alex Wong, uh, where we went through a list a list of serious and also uh, more sort of joking style awards. But yeah, you should listen to that, honestly, because 2020, even though it was a bad year in the world, um, for the Raptors, you know, all things considered, pretty decent. A lot of good moments. Um, in terms of other things, you know, um, I thought Alex Len hitting the three was very interesting. Um, I specifically remember Nick saying, um, I want Alex around the basket. You know, uh, he kind of sees that part of his game as the most valuable. I remember asking Len about his three-point shot and where his development on it is. And Len says he works on it every single day, but, you know, he's going to do what the coaching staff tells him to do. Well, today... Alex Len hit three threes and, um, you know, looked solid, looked real solid. I, I I don't have any complaints. The three looks looks sharp. He had a corner three from the left-hand corner, then hit two threes on the right-hand corner. And, you know, seems fine. Seems fine, honestly. Um, there's a history here. Alex Len shot 36% from three in the 18-19 season, of course, that was on very limited attempts. He made 74 of 204 from three. So that's not a high volume. He averaged 2.6 per game. Uh, but, you know, that's, you know, look, 74 threes, that's that's something, you know. And, and it doesn't look like he uh, can't shoot the threes. So, you know, you know, to put that into perspective, you know, Aaron Baines has been given the green light to shoot the three. Aaron Baines for his career is 86 of 290, uh, 268 from three. So that's not that much more than what Alex Len shot in one season. So maybe we try Alex at the three-point line a little bit more. From what I'm seeing, it doesn't look like Len's hands are quite good. So, you know, the Raptors haven't necessarily been able to use him effectively around the basket. But um, And he got blocked today quite hard by Ner- uh, by Nerlens Noel. Um, but yeah, I mean, if Len can hit the three, sure. You know, if he can hit the three, then all of a sudden you can have those Boucher Len lineups because Len can space the floor and be in the corners and away from the play while Boucher can still remain in his role as the pick and roll um, screener 
in the middle of the floor. And, you know, if the defense is, you know, help off of Alex, maybe you swing the ball to Alex and see what he has. Um, it's not like he has, like, overwhelming offensive skills elsewhere. Might as well try it. And Alex has been solid. I Honestly, I've not minded Alex. Uh, I think he's been quite solid. I think that it's unspectacular what he does. But to be honest, if he can be reliable, that's a lot of the battle because the Raptors don't have that much reliable production at the moment. Um, And then, yeah, you know, I thought Baines did not play well. He's only, he seemed to take a little bit of a hit, although he seems to be fine. OG... You know, you wanted to see him impose himself more. Defensively, he did really well against Randall. Um, offensively, he missed everything. He was one of <laughs> one of ten and zero for seven from three. Uh, definitely looked like a nick out there offensively. But um, you know, we all know that uh, these nights are bound to happen. It does. It, it is a little bit um, discouraging that on nights where you would want to see OG step up offensively, obviously, you know, no Pascal. It's just something that OG can't necessarily summon that. And I think that's maybe a mark of a guy who's not necessarily a natural scorer. But at the same time, you know, his... You know, look, you shouldn't count on OG to be a natural scorer, realistically. Um, a, I don't think he has a skill set for that until he completely shows us otherwise. And B, like, you're not going to win too many games if you're forcing OG to take a bunch of shots. So, um, yeah, he missed a lot of shots today. I didn't think he took bad shots, though. And, yeah, I'm still uh, clinging on to that uh, great performance he has against Philly. So, the Raptors got the win on New Year's Eve. They're 1-3. and three. The Knicks are 2-3. and three, So, they have a better record than the Raptors. Wow, that sucks. Uh, but the Raptors are no longer winless on the season. In terms of your three stars, I'm giving the first star to Fred Van Vliet. 25 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists, a steal, a block, uh, 36 minutes. Very, very... Um, Honestly, very skilled outing, I would say. It, the highlights look quite good from what Fred did today. Second star, I'll give that to Kyle. 20 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, plus 11. You know, Kyle being Kyle. Taking a charge against Randall. Honestly, not easy, man. Randall is uh, a freight train. And uh, Norm Powell, your third star. 17 points, 4 rebounds, and assists, 2 steals. Really thought about giving this to Alex Len, but no. Norm deserves it. He was, he was, he was honestly average, but, you know... I will take average from Norm right now because the first three games were severely, severely below average. Uh, in terms of your Gerald Henderson Award winner, I'm going to give that to Kevin Knox. He had a game-high 16 points. He shot 5 of 14 from the field, but honestly, offensively, he actually did some stuff. And Knox has been completely lost pretty much uh, for his entire NBA career. So the fact that he had 16 points against a good defense like the Raptors is almost an insult. So, congratulations to uh, Kevin Knox. But, yeah, that does it for the podcast. Not going to ramble too much longer. It's New Year's Eve, and I'm, you know, going to try to uh, celebrate what is left of the year 2020. I just wanted to say, personally, thanks to everyone who listened to the podcast in 2020. I know we go through some highs, we go through some lows, but, um, you know... We gotta, you, know, you gotta find a way. I think that's the that's the overarching lesson of 2020 is you just have to find a way and adapt and, and try to keep going. Um, not everything's gonna go according to plan. A lot of things are gonna be mismatched. Um, you're gonna try to do the best you can, and I think that's what we have tried to to do um, <laughs> on this podcast. I think um, so. I appreciate everyone for listening. It's uh, it's you know, it's uh, it was a, it was a really great. Um, it was a really great way to end the year, honestly. Um, I, I know I, I kind of shit on the game and the performance, but the fact that the Raptors got the win, you know, in the fashion that they did, at least in the fourth quarter, pulling away, 
you know, it's nice. It's nice, man. And again, you just have to really savor these things. Um, and uh, yeah, I know it's it's a bit of a step back from, you know, watching the championship two years ago or even last year. But maybe they'll get there. And honestly, even if they don't get there, just appreciate it, man. This, this team is still full of likable guys, you know. They can maybe do some things, watch some development, you know. And you still have Kyle, Pascal's there, some young guys growing, you know. Talk yourself into it because... You know, that's that's what 2020 is about, um, making the best of what you got. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Really, really appreciate it. If you haven't already listened to the 2020 year-end podcast I did with Alex, it was a lot of fun. Sorry that I screwed up the uh, my mic. It's, uh, it doesn't sound as crisp as it usually does. Um, but, yeah, we all make do. So thanks, everyone, for listening. The Raptors got the win. The Raptors play the Pelicans next. The Pelicans, honestly, haven't looked that great outside of that win against the Raptors. So hopefully the Raptors can... Uh, come back strong hoping for Pascal to respond well to essentially well not essentially being benched outright and um yeah I'll talk to you then so thanks everyone for listening go celebrate the new year happy new year everybody and yeah let's hope for more wins in 2021 I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.